Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 758. If you'd like to have a copy of a show, we'll tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. Uh, I'm continuing on in the book of Revelation. This should be of great interest to everyone because this is the uh, day the age, the hour that we're living in, and everyone is going to die in or be changed in a twinkling of an eye. Uh, I also have uh, songs and uh, letters, but right now let's uh, pray, Father, continue anointing me. Uh, let me be a vessel that you can talk right through. Let everything that is said on the program be directly from you, that souls will be saved and the church will be given great um, ability to keep your works, to keep doing your works, because this is uh, the 26th verse of chapter 2, that, that uh, we are to keep doing your works or that we have to continue overcoming we are to overcome this means that we have to um, receive your word into our souls into our spirits and then we have to not just meditate on them but we do have to meditate on them but we have to do keep doing Keep doing your work unto the end. And when we do, uh, you will give us the power over the nations, over all the Gentile nations and uh, every nation in the world. And even in the kingdom of heaven, we will be given territories, uh, a grand territory. Because you can't use anybody that doesn't have the white stone the white stone is when we have received when the day star has arisen in our hearts and we are sure uh, not just having faith but we have such faith that there's nothing that can stop us from continuing to do your work to the end uh, of our lives we must do that so that we can have the power over the nations uh, we have to have the same faith as you did in order to do the works that you do. Father, we ask that this is implanted in us like a tree, that roots uh, go down deep into our very being, into our minds, into our souls, that we're totally rooted and grounded in your word so that we are able to continue in your word, doing your work, continuously doing your work to the end. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name that you, uh, you've told us to rebuke Satan, to resist him, and he'll flee from us. And we see that even the angel in the kingdom of heaven uh, rebuked Satan, so we rebuke Satan, Father God, and we ask that you 
honor our rebuke by tying him up, by binding him, and so that souls can be saved and healed and given prosperity, that enough of everything and more than enough to do the job that we can continue um, doing your work to the end. And, Lord, that you will give us the faith uh, so that the entire army of God, the uh, harmless army of God, will continue being able to do its work. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, uh, I have uh, just recently recorded, now I'm around 50 or more uh, messages ahead uh, of anyone that's uh, heard them, with the exception of the people in the studio where I record. And here's, uh, it's I, we have the Prague uh, Symphony Orchestra, this is the Czech Republic Symphony Orchestra, and the... Um, Choir, uh, H.B. Barnum's Life Choir and Hollywood Choir, and myself, H.B. Barnum's arrangement, No Man is an Island, No Man Can Stand Alone. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man, I mean no man, can stand alone. We need the Lord. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island. No man can stand alone. Faith as his guide to lead him to his throne. No man is an island. You may have wealth untold, but without peace of mind, what good is all his gold? A while ago, my world was a stormy sea. I learned to pray, and his hand reached out to me. Can't you see? an island no man can stand alone so have faith and you'll find a love that can't grow you know these are the very last days Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again we to know that we can't do this alone. We need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our God. Remember that all the days of your life. 
while ago. A stormy sea. I learned to pray, and His hand reached out to me. Can't you see? the Lord. That's right. <laughs> you know, man, it's an island. These are the end times and we need Christ in us. Christ with his Father by the Spirit. These three are one. If we have the Godhead, the entire Godhead in us, we will never walk alone. We have to have faith and to do the things that the Lord says. And we who overcome, he and he, the Bible says in the 26th uh, verse of chapter 2, it says, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works, keeps doing my work unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. People say, well, how do we overcome? We have to have... Um, the entire Godhead living in us. And we have to get that um, in, into our souls, our spirits, our minds. It has to be deeply rooted in us. We have to have that much faith to where we're given this white stone uh, and we have a new name given unto us that only the people that have that stone, in other words, we have that firmness of belief. We're firm in our belief, totally firm. All the scriptures are firmly rooted into us, just like um, a tree that's planted by the living water. Uh, it's, it's so deeply rooted in us that there's no possibility of us ever forgetting it or wavering. Uh, trees that are deeply rooted that are by the water uh, they are so deeply rooted that they cannot be moved. But uh, spiritually, we need uh, the tree that the Lord's talked about is the tree of life. And Jesus is the tree of life. And he wants he, his self because he is the word of God. He wants his entire uh, tree himself, the tree of life, rooted in you so deep. 
and the roots, not just one root coming down, but like hundreds of and thousands of offshoots of his word uh, permeating throughout you, your soul, your spirit, and your mind that you cannot be moved. And when you have that kind, <clears throat> you have a, a new name given unto you, and that is that you're redeemed, uh, you are uh, an overcomer. Uh, you are so redeemed, you're so saved that there's no possibility of you ever being shaken away from the Spirit. Now, there's no such thing as once saved, always saved, with that false doctrine. It is uh, once saved, always saved, if you are the way I'm telling you. that. The, but these people, the way they mean it is that you can still sin and you still will be saved. That is the exact opposite of what I'm talking about and what the Lord is talking about here. Those that keep my works, that keep doing my works on a daily basis, that they're so firm in following me and standing on the solid rock Christ Jesus, then we are giving, uh, given that stone. It's a white stone, which is symbolic of complete uh, pureness, because that's the way we must be in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. We must be without spot and without blemish. Now, there is uh, one saved, always saved, but not in the respect that you can continue sinning, because if there's one spot, one blemish on your soul, you can't, you will not make it into the kingdom of heaven, and therefore it's for sure you will not keep the Lord's doing the Lord's work unto the end. You can't do the Lord's work unto the end if you're sinning. The Lord doesn't uh, uh, honor uh, sin. He does not honor sin. And so uh, just uh, remember that and uh, all the days of your life you have to wake up and meditate on that, that we have to keep doing his commandments his work to the end. Uh, to him that uh, will he's, Jesus says will I give power over the nations. And when he's talking about power, it's not just uh, some um, minimal type thing where uh, you are apologizing to the Pope, uh, to the Satan, uh, and that you're tolerating sin. Uh, no, the Lord has no tolerance for sin whatsoever. Uh, after people have uh, accepted him as their personal savior, after they've come unto him and they've uh, felt uh, and they know that he has entered into their life with the Father by the Spirit, and then they continue sinning, there's no tolerance. The Lord has no tolerance for the devil. He's not going to let sin dwell in you and him dwell in you at the same time. The Lord wants your entire body as his house. Now, there are many rooms in a person's body, and all of them, the Lord doesn't want to occupy one room or two or ten rooms or twenty. He wants to inhabit the entire hotel. You're a hotel of rooms. Uh, you are a house, the house of God. You are the temple or the house of the living God.
And if you're allowing yourself to now and then let Satan throw the Lord out of your temple and say, come in, Satan, just for a while. But just the Lord will not tolerate you. He is intolerable to that sort of thinking. There's no such thinking in the Bible. And so you can't get a by with it. And I want you to know that. And the Lord wants me to emphasize that to you all the time. And you say, well, you're intolerable. Yes, I am. Because I know I don't want the Lord uh, to not tolerate me. I want him to tolerate me every day of my life. Uh, so I want, and I also want to be given power over the nations, and I believe I have that power, and uh, I don't want it taken away from me. I love the power of the Lord, and it's His power, no one else's but His, and I have it, and um, I thank and praise the Lord for it. Now, verse 27 states, this is right after that verse, and he, a person that uh, does his work every day, and does it because he remembers it. He doesn't let, uh, he, he keeps uh, these things in his heart, soul, mind, and he does it with all of his strength. He, he uh, you know, the world keeps working on us. Well, you know, let's have fun, fun, fun. Uh, let's go here or there and let's do this and that. But the Lord told me when I prayed to him, when Susie died and went on to be with the Lord, he said, uh, I prayed, Lord, what am I going to do now? Susie is the preacher. And uh, uh, what am I going to do? We're in a little town called Dyer, Arkansas. We had a big church there. And we had another chapel on top of the hill, on top of Georgia Ridge. And I said, we're just a little uh, we're nothing. We, I need to have something. I need for you to uh, give me the ability to write uh, gospel literature and get it all over the world. And I want the, you, the Lord, to let me teach the people, the, the nation, all the nations, uh, what your rules and regulations are. I want to do that, Lord. I need to have some power here over the nations because Susie's gone and she had that power and I need it now and he says I'll give that to you I'll give you the power to uh, write but he says um, but you're going to be confined I know that you like to travel you like to go out you're an outdoors person and you like to go doing this and that during the day in building and being with uh, the brothers uh, out in the field and things like that. But I want you to stay in now. You will have to be confined, he said. Now, if you can, if you will continue uh, preaching this word, writing these, this literature, and later he told me, now uh, you teach uh, the people at the church, and the best way to do it was on tape, and so I started doing it on tape, and all of a sudden, uh, we uh, started getting requests to be on radio, and we're on radio all over the world now. He said, but if you preach and teach the things that I'm teaching you, and you do that, no one can destroy you. He said, but if you don't put that out, 
you will be destroyed. Now put out the word of God because the word of God is the most powerful weapon in the world and it will tear down the fallacies of the U.S. and international government. There is no U.S. government anymore. It's all the one world government and it is also coming from Rome. Everything is so simple and people try to complicate it. I hear this Obama uh, selling us down the tubes already. Uh, telling us that we have to have a new way of thinking other than the, the Lord's way. And we know that he's a Muslim. He's been going to the Muslim, whatever you call it, cult for uh, many years. And uh, all of a sudden he's saying he's a Christian. Now, how's anybody going to uh, believe this guy? I mean, the Muslims... If anyone claims to be a Christian and uh, not a Muslim, I hear that they murder the people. Well, he hasn't got long to live if that's the case. And so, um, but at any rate, I know that I have to continue on preaching the word and teaching the people in the world of the, um, and telling them the things that they have to do on a daily basis. And if we do, uh, verse 27 says, the Lord says, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Uh, well, you can't have a rod of iron unless you have the stone. That solid rock Christ Jesus living in you is a rock, the rock of ages. There's nothing like him in the world. And the Lord takes care of everything, and you don't need to worry about your petty grievances or the petty things that uh, trouble you every day. Uh, you need to just do what the Lord says so that you can live. He says, do these things, and no one will be able to destroy you. And don't let your mind get off of that, because if you get off that, uh, and don't sorry, and you discontinue uh, distributing my word all over the world, then you won't have a, a uh, rod of iron. But my word is the rod of the world's, the universe's dictator. I dictate the sun, the moon, the stars. I dictate every animal. I dictate the rain, uh, the winds, the storms. I uh, dictate. Uh, who I will destroy and who I will not destroy. All those that are out of order with me, all those that don't do what I say, they love death. Those that believe in me, they love life. And those that will refuse, that hate me, they love death. You hate my word, you love death. And you're weak. You're like a rod shaking in the wind. But if you're in me and you're doing what I say, you're not like a rod shaking in the wind. You're like a rod of iron. You're in unmovable, unmovable. And he, a person that does what I say, shall rule them with a rod of iron. I'm talking from the book of Revelation. This is a revelation to you. It's a revelation that the Lord wants implanted in you that he is a rock, not a shaken reed. He is uh, stronger than iron. As the vessels of a potter 
shall they be broken to shivers, even uh, as I received of my Father. So the Lord, if we're receiving the word of God, we're receiving from Christ and his Father. Christ is uh, telling us, he's attempting to show you, he's actually showing you how uh, he overcame and uh, as I received, I received these things from my Father. And you, I have made you a vessel to where you can receive of my Father as well. But there's always an evil spirit. And sometimes for some of you, two evil spirits and some hundreds of evil spirits. And the harder Satan is hitting you, uh, that means that God... Uh, this uh, year, he knows what would happen if you accepted the Lord Jesus and uh, you, that you would receive from his father. You would be the most dynamic preacher and teacher that ever lived because there are thousands, hundreds or maybe even thousands of demons attacking you on a daily basis. They're swarming over you like uh, millions of bees and you if you are anchored in the Lord like a tree that's planted by the water if the tree of life which is Christ is embedded in you and is permeating him uh, himself through you and you're the one that has to do it you have to be uh, planting Christ into you the Father and the Holy Spirit you plant the Word of God into you so that you are like uh, stronger than iron. You'll uh, rule. Uh, you shall rule with a rod of iron. So you're really the one that has to do it. Uh, you say, well, I, I just pray to Jesus and Jesus will do it for me. <laughs> no, Jesus isn't going to do anything. He's telling you what to do. You have to rule with the rod of iron. He's not. Some people just get themselves into a metaphysical stupor where they think, well, I just, um, I'm, I just, uh, want to be like a light unto the world, like Jesus, and I'm just going to be sweet and nice and kind. Well, was Jesus sweet and nice and kind to the people when they were sinning in the temple? They were, they made the house of worship into a house of thieves and merchants and so on. No, uh, it just thrills me when I read the part where he drove the, these evil creatures out of the temple with a whip. Amen? Amen. So you got to take the word of God and use it as a rod of iron. You can't let anybody. There's so many times that I call at the different churches that I have, and they say, well, somebody stood up in the church and said uh, this or that, and they just took him into the prayer room. I said, no, you have to teach people a lesson. Walk them outside and tell them, you don't do that in this church because this church is run by the rod of iron of God. We're at solid rock. Now, you better learn right now if you want to say into this church, if you want to be a member of this church, if you want to be involved in this church, you will never stand up in the church and break the spirit and tell people 
that something's wrong with the food or something wrong with this because our food is the best food. There's not a restaurant in Los Angeles or in Arkansas that serves better food than we do. It's delicious, it's nutritious, it's fresh, it's a very fresh, and everything about it is the best because that's the kind of person the Lord is and that's the kind of person I am. I'm like him and I want to stay like him because... I want to rule with the rod of iron. I want to rule them, the nations, with a rod of iron, not with a marshmallow or some uh, a cream whip or something like that. Oh, the Lord doesn't admire that. He loves iron. People that have the faith of that white rock, the solid rock, Christ Jesus. It's just filling their vessel, their minds. They don't let uh, anything waver like a rod in the wind, but it's like a rod of iron, powerful, uh, full of uh, glory and full of honor. And uh, it is a field full of uh, righteousness and justice and judgment. And anyone that comes into my church that thinks they're going to teach, they might as well uh, know that they won't be in there uh, for a nanosecond. I am strong in the Lord, and I will put them out of the church. And I <laughs> continuously have done that down through the years. So verse 27 says, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. We have to, it's like if you're a sheep herder, you can't let your sheep uh, run into somebody else's pasture or go down the hill. You have to herd them. You have to be uh, a shepherd to them. You have to move them into a group and keep them there. If there's a sick one, you have to isolate them and spend a little more time with them. And you've got to, uh, it's a, not a, a shoddy, slipshod type situation. The Lord instructs us on how to do these things, uh, to rule with the rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers. If anyone gets out of orders, uh, their, uh, their opinions, their ideas, and their methods, they all have to be broken uh, like a potter's vessel. Uh, everybody has to be broken to the point to where they receive what the Lord says. Because what you think or what your opinions are, they don't mean Scooby-Doo. They don't mean anything. Okay, because uh, the Bible, the Word of God, is supposed to be, uh, it is pre uh, predominant because it built everything in the world. It created everything. And uh, he says, even uh, this is the way I received it from my Father, and uh, this is the way I want you to do it. Even as I received it of my father, I want you to receive it from my father. And if you say, well, I see some kind of wishy-washy, you're not going to be received by the Lord if you have that kind of attitude. You have to be strong, powerful, because, and you're not, but the word of God is, and so you need to use the word of God as the rule and show the world that that's the rule you go by, and that's the rule they have to go by if they want to be a member of the church. The body of Christ is a powerhouse, all right? 
you don't deviate from him or, or you won't be in the kingdom of heaven. Now, verse 28. And I will give him the morning star. Well, the morning star, when you see that in the sky, that's the most ref one of the most refreshing things in the world. The morning star is easy to see. And it is uh, the uh, this uh, star will arise in your heart. And it's unmovable. The word of God is unshakable. You're movable. You're shakable. But the word of God is not. And that's why you have to adopt the word of God into you so that you are unmovable, that you're unshakable, that you're firm, 100% firm in all the things that the Lord says in your belief. Then the day star has risen in... Uh, and I will give you the morning star. I'll give you uh, the ability to be able to be seen and heard throughout the world because uh, if you're 100% on my word, then I will exalt you. But if you have any reservations, I will diminish you. You'll be diminished. All right, now verse 29. He that uh, hath an ear an ear to hear what God says, and Jesus is the Almighty, let him hear what the word of God, the Spirit, the bread of life, saith unto the churches. Now we're going into chapter 3. Take a little swig of coffee here. All right, now. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits. Well, who is the one that has the seven spirits? That's Jesus. Amen? Amen. It said so early in the uh, first chapter. The seven spirits of God. He, these things are said by him that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Well, what are the seven stars? They are the seven angels, are they not? Yes. Did the Lord make that clear? Yes. All right. So they, so get that into your skull so that when somebody, uh, you're witnessing to people, you remember the things. You know, you can take some people in this church in other churches that have been going to church for close to 40 years, and they can't remember the things of God because obviously the things of God are not important to them. And therefore they have no rod of iron. They just like uh, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But we need to get the real doctrine into our hearts and souls, our spirits, and our minds. So these are, he has the seven spirits of God, and these one of the spirits is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. If you don't fear God, you're lacking the main spirit, because the whole duty of man is to fear God, to have the spirit of fear of the living God on you, to fear God and also to keep his commandments. And so, um, 
I know uh, the uh, he states he that has the seven angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands. I know your works. I know everything. I know the way you think. I know what you're uh, got up your sleeve. What you're trying to do when you go someplace, maybe you're trying to attract some attention of the opposite sex. And you call yourself a Christian. I know what you're up to. I know what's up to your sleeve. Remember this. Write this in your heart. Get this into your mind and your heart and your spirit and your soul and your entire being. I know what you're doing. Some of you people... I know the good things that you're doing, that uh, thou hast a name. You know, as your name is a Christian, people think you're a Christian. Uh, that thou livest, that uh, you are alive, uh, you think. But what else? But, and you are dead. You think you're alive, but I know your works. I know what's up your sleeve. You have a name. I'm a Christian. You don't do the work, though. So that's how people tell if you're a Christian, not just because you say words are cheap. Your words, but the word of God is powerful and sharp the double-edged sword and that you have a name and that thou you that you live and you're dead verse 2 be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that's what i'm saying let's get that solid rock in you amen, amen. let's get the holy spirit that's the rock of, of ages be watchful watch out now, don't forget to be watchful because this is a commandment here. He didn't say, uh, well, you should be watchful. It says, be watchful. Uh, let you, when you're reading the Lord's word, uh, let the commandments enter your spirit because that's the second half of uh, the whole duty of man. It is one, fear him. And number two, keep his commandments. Well, his commandments is be watchful. Be watchful. Wake up, dead one. You're dead to the word of God. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. Well, what remains? Well... Yeah, you know, uh, put on the whole armor of God because there's a lot of things that are involved with the armor of God. First, you have, they gotta know you're saved. Not just think you're saved and then also that you're dead. You're dead to the world of the resurrected ones. You have to remember these things. So you have to penetrate these into your system, your entire system, in order to be pleasing to the Lord. Because I know what's up your sleeve. Okay, I know that you're 
bored. And you're boring to me also. You know, the Christian life is the most exciting life in the world. There isn't anything that could be more exciting because you never know what's going to happen. Every day, God, is if you're in the Spirit, and you if you're not in the Spirit, then you're none of His. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Are you in the Spirit of the Lord, the Word of God, the blood of Jesus? So if you are, well, then you're going to keep this commandment. Watch! Be watchful! And strengthen the things which remain. How do you strengthen? Is to be watchful. And look at yourself in the mirror of the Word of God and see what's lacking. And strengthen everything that's lacking. Amen? Amen. It's plain. That uh, are, are ready to die. In other words, I'm saying that a lot of you people out there that call yourself Christians are ready to become antichrist. You're ready to throw in the towel. Now watch it. Watch out because I'm saying this not because I want to keep you busy, but I'm concerned about uh, if you don't do what I'm telling you, you don't keep the commandments, one of these days you're going to be retching and screaming and begging and pleading with God. Oh, my God, I didn't realize. Don't say you didn't realize, he said, for you to be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. You're dead. Much of you is already dead. So you have to start strengthening the things that remain because you're in danger of losing your soul. Your soul will be screaming out for pain throughout eternity. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Well, you know, Charles Stanley says no one's perfect. No one's good. That means, uh, Charles Stanley, that no one's going to heaven because it says that you must be perfect. Uh, for I have not found thy works perfect uh, before God. And this is Jesus saying that. Well, if you haven't found those works perfect, do you think that the Lord just is trying to figure out something to say to people so that they, so he can keep a conversation going? Uh -uh. Now, this is the way it is. You must be perfect. There cannot be a spot or blemish on you. Uh, there are not going to be any lethargic people, bored people. If you're bored with the Lord here, you're going to be bored with him in heaven. That's why he won't let you in. He can't stand people that are bored with him. Do you get it? Yeah. All right. So... For I have not, Jesus, I, Jesus, have not found your works, especially on a daily basis, perfect before God. And you think I don't know it? I know everything that's up your sleeve and in your heart and in your mind and in your body. I know everything. You can't kid me. And I'm not kidding you. I'm telling you the truth. I am the truth. Verse 3. Remember, therefore, how thou hast uh, received and heard. Uh, well, go back to the pit that you were dug out of. Um, start remembering how you first heard the gospel and how excited you were then and how you uh, 
really were full of zeal. Remember how you how thou hast uh, first received and then heard and hold fast. I mean, this is a commandment. I want you to hold that white rock and to hold the solid rock Christ Jesus, the word of God in you, because this is your life. Uh, is your life so important to you, your eternal life, your immortal life, that you would not hold on to it? You know, people have diamonds and uh, red, all kinds of uh, silver and gold, and man, they guard it with their lives. But your soul is far more important than silver and gold and diamonds and rubies and sapphires, because this is the dressing room, this world, uh, for you to be able to go to heaven. And these are the instructions that I'm giving you. And you need to hold on to your salvation uh, more than you would silver and gold and precious metals. And repent. Look, you're dead, he said. Repent. Get back to me. I don't care what you've done or anything. You just... Uh, you know, at least try, attempt to get into heaven, or there's no chance for you. There's none, so repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, watch is very important, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. So, uh, you, a lot of people think, well, I'm going to live until the Lord comes back and everything. No! If you're not repenting, if you're not having it in your heart and soul to repent, if you think this is something that you can take your time to do, uh, well, yeah, we'll eventually and all this, you're already dead. So, what does that mean? It says, and it means that he could come at any hour. Not at the end of time. He could come in a minute. Yeah, five minutes. Maybe two or three minutes and take you right out and cast you into hell. So that I will come upon thee. I know what hour I, uh, and you are not, you're not going to know. You shall not know what hour I will come upon you and then you say oh god no here he comes and you say and he says oh god no well lord i didn't know you didn't know don't you remember when tony was telling you to watch then he was reading from my word well i didn't like the way tony combs his hair and so that's the reason i didn't listen Listen, you know, even if a donkey tells you what the Word of God says, you better listen to the donkey. Amen? Yeah. Well, the news media said that Tony was a cult. Uh, uh, the news media, you listen to them more than me? He was preaching my word. He was teaching my word. Okay? And... Um, uh, you know what, you don't, you're not gonna know what I am. Here I am now. You say, well, but Lord, I mean, give me another chance. 
No, it's appointed unto man once to die, Jesus will say, and after this the judgment. You're finished. La comedia finito. The comedy is over. It's a finish. It's a she's a finish. It's over. And you want to scream? Scream all you want. I don't want to hear I'm throwing you into hell. And then the lake of fire. Because you didn't watch. You didn't listen. You had an excuse of why you didn't listen. Of how come you didn't uh, watch. How come you didn't uh, do these things? And now you're saying pleading ignorance and using Tony or the news media or somebody else as an excuse why you didn't listen to me. You had a Bible yourself. You could have picked it up and read it for yourself, but you didn't. But, Lord, you know, I was tired. I did all the housework, and, uh, you know, there's so many things, distractions in the world. I told you to put my entire word into you so that you would be able to be like a rod of iron and that you would be able to rule the world with a rod of iron. Well, anyway, folks, I'm going to leave you with that thought. It's time to read uh, some uh, letters. Uh, but, you know, you really need to repent now because you never know if the Lord's going to come on you in the next minute or two. He may allow you to listen to the rest of the message. Okay, so go ahead. Where's the first letter from? From Chino, California. Where? Chino, California. Chino. All right, that's where the big prison is out there. And that's where Jack Chick uh, been over there to his publishing firm uh, years ago. Uh, we met and with, and with Alberto Rivera. All right, let me hear what they say in Chino. Dear Tony, praise God that even though I find myself incarcerated in California's prison system so far from home in New York City, where I first read your newsletter, I thank God that I found two newsletters in the cell that I was given. I loved them both. I felt as God was trying to talk to me through the newsletters. I was really impressed with the footnotes, because during my Bible research in the 90s, when I wanted to know the truth, I had read the books in your footnotes. But your footnotes had other books that I would really love to read, like The Black Pope by M. Francis Cusack. I always heard and, re heard and read about The Black Pope, so you can imagine how excited I got to read that I'm not the only one that knows about these things. I used to be a Catholic, but have been a Christian since May of 1984. Even though I'm incarcerated, I feel more free than I've ever been. Please send me your newsletters every month. They come out, and your book, The Messiah. I'll always keep your ministry in my prayers. God bless you, Tony, and your ministry in Christ. Jorge from Chino, California. Well, Jorge, praise the Lord. I'll keep you in my prayers, too. Now, do you have a short one? Yes, from Texas. Semi-short, at least semi. From what? Texarkana, Texas. Okay. Pastor Tony, regarding your magnificent, mincy, no-words masterpieces, your new songs, they are powerful, awesome, none the like, so spirit-filled. You're lifted immediately to the throne with prayers, singing, and tears of rejoicing to hear and feel the power of God. It's absolutely beautiful. I only wish there was more, and I could be singing in the choir that backed you up. But I know I'll be singing with you eternally in heaven's choir. Thank you, Tony. I'm so thankful I can be under you, my pastor. All our love in Christ Jesus, our soon-coming King, Sue Davis from Texarkana, Praise Texas. Praise the Lord. H.B. Barnum was telling me the other day, uh, I can't wait. He says, I would love when he was hearing the playbacks. He says, I'd love, I can't wait to have like 
three million angels and for them to be in a choir <laughs> singing, he says, that would really thrill me. All right, well, um, our time is up for reading letters. And um, I just thank and praise the Lord for HB and the choir and the symphony orchestra and things uh, that are done uh, that the Lord puts in my path so that people's hearts and spirits can be touched by the things that the doors that he opens for us and uh, the knowledge of the word of God. But right now, you know, uh, you, he says, watch now. Now, watch out for your soul. And the best, uh, you have to start out right now. It's an absolute commandment to be saved. Jesus said, it's not a thing that you should, but he said, you must be born again of the Spirit. So say this prayer and you will be immediately born again of the Spirit. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Wash off all my former filthy sins away, Lord Jesus, in the blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you and praise you uh, with all my heart. I Lord God for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise the thing and thank the Lord. Now, share and tell our listening audience how they may receive a copy of this uh, tape or CD, number 758. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo again saying tune in tomorrow for a continuation of the book of Revelation. And there was a comedian once that used to always say how sweet it is. Well, the sweetest thing in the whole world is... uh, to be in the sweet by and by and we'll be there soon and this is one of the new songs I just recorded uh, with the Prague Symphony Orchestra in the sweet by and by praise the Lord I'm going to heaven how about you hope so there's a land that is fairer than day and by faith we can see in a heart For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful in the sweet 
Gospel, and you'll be there with Jesus. Come on. 